Hey everybody, it's Dee Dee LaFrac. This is your daily unfiltered, uncensored podcast from the downtown San Francisco Tenderloin District. It's San Francisco Dam. How are you doing today, listeners? I hope everything is well in your world. This is your short podcast for Friday, July 10th, 2020. As I look out the window, it's bluish white. And it is that stereotypical summer San Francisco weather. The temperatures here between 59 and 63 degrees, slightly breezy. July is our breezy month. I hope that this topsy-turvy world is treating you well, that your family's healthy, that you're eating good and getting some exercise like I am. This podcast, I'm touching on two topics. First, my San Francisco housekeeping, and then I'm going to do something personal, but I don't overshare that much because this podcast is not a reality show. San Francisco has what's called the safe sleeping villages. I call them drug refugee camps. So I'll talk fast, okay? The safe sleeping villages is what City Hall came up with. It's basically like parking lot um, or just spaces, concrete spaces and school parking lots. And one is across the street from City Hall. And what they do is they paint white circles and they allow the junkies. Yeah, I call them junkies. I demystify drug addicts. I call them junkies here to not solve soap. A serious problem. Now, they let the junkies, 10 people in San Francisco on the streets, eight of them are junkies. So, the majority are junkies that are pitching encampments. Anywho, Mayor London Breed, uh, July, I mean, March 16th, when she declared shelter in place for San Francisco, she allowed these junkies from all over to come to San Francisco and pitch their tents and encampments. It's legal. They can, they can pitch a tent on the sidewalk and supposedly it won't be removed because, you know, shelter in place. Anywho. So it's just like, this is all presentational and for show and it's a colossal failure. These, uh, Safe sleeping villages. There's one in the Castro. It's totally wrecked their neighborhood. One in the Upper Haight. Oh my God, poor Upper Haight. The Tenderloinification of the Upper Haight is a podcast, by the way, and a famous one across from City Hall that a lot of you people from out of town saw. They had a drone fly over. It looks so neat. Come on, please. I, you know, when the mayor did that, that's when I knew. I said, I am so through with her. I just like, really? <sighs> Because what happens when you have these junkies and tents in your neighborhoods, they terrorize the neighborhood, they're loud because they're junkies, they're living on the street in a tent, so, you know, they don't have the rules of engagement, it's not the social niceties, like, it's after 10 o'clock, be quiet, they're on drugs, they're loud, they're nocturnal, they're going around on bikes stealing stuff, breaking into cars, defecating whenever they want to, although they have portable toilets, you know, they're junkies, they're dropping needles because they get free needles from the city, you guys following me? Colossal failure. And so they are closing one in the Castro, but the one in the Upper Hades just caused a real big brouhaha with the citizens, which I don't blame them being a citizen of the Tenderloin, which is the city's primary junkie containment area. But the junkies, you know, they the mayor gave them permission to go all over San Francisco. Honey, they are leaving the Tenderloin, although the Tenderloin had to get sued by UC Hastings Law College on May 4th, 2020, UC Hastings Law College. Love you guys. They balled up. They bossed up. They sued the city of San Francisco for deplorable conditions in the Tenderloin because their law college is located in the dealer and junkie zone Hyde Street at McAllister. So the city settled the lawsuit. 
June 11th, promising to remove 300 tents out of 500 tents, okay? And this is in a small, dense, multicultural neighborhood of 20,000 citizens. It's the most multicultural neighborhood in San Francisco, Asians, Hispanics, lots of immigrants, more white people than you would imagine, and black people, more white people live in a tenderloin than black people. Some people have the the misconception that the tenderloin is a black neighborhood. It is not, but it is, has been used as a primary containment zone for black junkies, and I also made a podcast demystifying the black tenderloin junkie. All right, goodness gracious. Woo! So, that's a big failure. The drug refugee camps are failures. I have no idea what the mayor's plan is after shelter in place is lifted because she has opened the doors of San Francisco to all these uh, tents. If you flew a drone over San Francisco, it would look like a shantytown. Tents, 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 tents. Tents in neighborhoods that they were rolling their eyes. Think it was a downtown San Francisco problem. But like Pacific Heights, uh, the marina, you know, the uh, bedroom community of the rich man. Jesus Christ, poor mission district inundated, uh, the Castro, uh, they're going into Noe Valley, all over San Francisco, except a few enclaves, protected enclaves, but less and less protected enclaves. Utter failure. Now, here's my moving policy and my moving statement. San Francisco has turned into a serious, hostile living environment in the Tenderloin, especially for somebody like me, who is a widow. Um, when and if I move, you will not know until it's done. I am not going to be blabbing about my personal life on social media and this podcast. My life is not a reality show. I am not a gullible woman. It's dangerous to let the public know all of your personal steps. Whatever I'm doing is down low. So I move in a month. I move in a year. I move in two months. I move in a year and a half. I move in three months. I move in two years. You won't know I've moved until that's done. I'm not saying I am moving. I'm not saying I am not moving. I'm not saying where I am going. I'm saying it's none of the public's business until it's done. Because some people try to pretend they're slick. They want me to write things out in public like, you know, your convention about San Francisco. So when are you going to move? Hey, it's none of your personal business what I'm going to do with my life. My life is my life. I am not a reality show star. All right. That's my, that is my statement. You won't know what I've done until it's done. You wouldn't hear anything like, I'm packing, I found a place, I'm traveling to look at new cities. None of that, darlings. I'm not the one. People who overshare their personal life like that, they get jacked, they get robbed, they get played because everybody knows they're gullible. The more you expose your personal life on social media, the more you are a target, especially nowadays. And I would suggest people who like to floss, you're flossing your vacations, you're flossing your expensive meals. You need to tone all of this down. This is not the time to be a flosser or a oversharer. I hope I've made myself perfectly clear about my statements. The drug refugee camps in San Francisco are failures. And it's only allowing about 30 to 40 junkies to to sleep anyway. And we've got at least 10,000 running the streets. Maybe 2,000 are in hotels, and that's $14 million a month. But I'm not a politician. I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm not a strong black woman. I'm not a manly. I'm not a sidekick. I'm not a hype woman. I am a performance art podcaster, and I appreciate you coming along. This is the 71st 
71st podcast. So I've got something for you to listen at the end of this podcast. I want you to hang on after my goodbye, for the housekeeping goodbye. So, hey everybody, I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe, San Francisco. Damn. Stay tuned. Stevie. Stevie. Why? Come here. Come, come. Come. What can I do for you? Steven. What? Steepers. Oh, Steepy. Come here. What? Steeps. Steeps. <laughs>